Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Podcast starts now. Podcast has officially begun. God, if only, if only our fans could see us, could see <laughs> me in my current state right now. <laughs> yeah. So I, we're doing things a little bit differently here today. Um, you know, what's incredible about this episode that you are currently listening to, listening to is that we recorded the whole thing like we normally do. We did the intro and then the app. Um, but our intro, here's what's crazy, was so deeply unfunny. Well, it's, it's interesting because so often we do an intro and then we comment on how unfunny we are. And then we listen back and we're like, wait, are we uh, Lonely Island? <laughs> yeah, we're literally crushing. We're literally making million dollar deals off of this pod. <laughs> yes. <And> then, uh, <laughs> but this specific one, we listened back and we said, you know, we actually were right in that we were not good or funny. I mean, it really. I mean, full disclosure, I didn't actually listen back. Did you? Oh, of course not. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> but that being said, I remember I have the the memory of an elephant, and mm. I just could tell that we were so deeply unfunny. I remember being in a one. Okay, not to make an excuse. I'm not making excuses. I was in an awful mood. That sounds like an excuse, but okay, go on. <laughs> um, two. That's actually my only um justification Did and that's you... all you need hunty <laughs> yes i'm moody and it affects my work which is why was uh, i yeah what was your deal why couldn't you carry me on your when, back when were we recording oh you know what it was like because of some weird thing we had planned the episode last minute and 
I just like was not in the mood. Also, I, here's another reason why I know it's unfunny. Normally, we will, um, we will be, we will feel like we're not doing a good job, and then we'll look at our guest in the Zoom, and the guest will be kind of like suppressing laughter or kind of giving us like some positive reinforcement. And this time, and I hope Julia is not offended when I say this, but this time I could see concern in her eyes. I could see real concern and even fears. That sort of Fear. feeling that you don't see much anymore now that live comedy is is canceled. But mm. back when live comedy was happening, you'd see that fear in all the comedians' eyes when you'd sort of roll up to the show and be like, oh, no one's here. And yet we're going to do it. Yeah. That remember kind of the fear. feeling. Remember like looking, knowing you're bombing and looking at the audience and and making eye contact with another comedian oh don't i know it i'll uh, you know my favorite bomb was bombing in front of ray from hbo's girls and i went up there and i said oh i thought you were gonna say ray sani <laughs> no 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 um beloved um brooklyn fixture ray yeah. from hbo's girls mm-hmm. um and i you know i see him in the audience and i go damn after this, he's gonna be like, "Hey, let's chill together." And right. Then, um, and he did do that. No, in fact, he was sitting on my coat, and me having to tell him to stand up for a moment so I could grab my coat to run out of the room was one of the worst uh, feelings I've ever had. I think I feel like him. So sitting all that on is a to coat. say is we bombed this intro, and yeah. it was beautiful. Hey, I feel like he his he probably sits on so many coats. You know, he's so desensitized. He probably sits on so many coats, which, <laughs> which actually, I just feel like that is, that is what he would like. That is what everyone's story with that actor would be is like, yeah, he was sitting on my coat. So I had to like awkwardly like tell him to sit up, like stand up a little. So I it could like so grab weird. my coat. Like he was acting weird. And then also I noticed he was sitting on my coat. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that intro, it'll go down in history as the, 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 it'll go with the lost episodes. Yeah. It will not go down in history and thank God for that. (laughs) Um, Girlies. So speaking of, I want to say sitting on coats. Oh um, God, here we go. George, uh, this is being recorded merely, I want to say 12 hours before it's going to come out. Hmm. Tell me about where you are right now. Well, here's the thing. I I believe you got to. I'm going to come out and say it. I had ass surgery. <laughs> you, you got your you got you had an emergency elective surgery. On I your would hole. not say it was the emergency, but I would say it was a procedure. <laughs> so purely cosmetic or. Yeah, yeah. Purely cosmetic. <laughs> um, I'm actually getting a second hole inserted. That's incredible. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, and there are going to be two buttholes that are par- parallel to one another. Both? It's not going to look like anyone else. No. <laughs> it's so important in this industry to like carve out your niche. Yeah, and I went in because I was having some issues, and I said, make another hole, but have it have the same issues. <laughs> Damn. I mean, um, it's no, very... I was. I know it's it's routine surgery, which um, is fine. But uh, what happened was, I said, um, you know, what? How long is the recovery period for this? Because Listen, I have things to do. Yeah. Um, I'm a busy, busy <clears throat> person. <laughs> and uh, he said, you know, he gave me painkillers. And he said, you know, a lot of people don't even need these. Like, honestly, people go into work like the next day often. And like, it's totally fine. Cut to me truly in bed for four days straight on Percocet 
unable to sit up straight. And also it's this thing like I can't sit up, so I have to lie down, but then I also am not allowed to drink caffeine. So I effectively am not allowed to wake up. <laughs> like, do you know what it's like to wake up and then have to keep like your only choice being to keep lying in bed without coffee? It You're sounds like, good morning. <laughs> um, please don't do surgery on my hole till I've had my coffee. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Dang. Well, I'm sure, um, you know, I'm wishing your hole the best. And I'm Thank sure you. the listeners at home will be saying some extra prayers for that hole of yours. I mean, it would be nice if I got some fan mail about specifically my hole, but <laughs> nothing yet. Uh, so yeah, I so 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 before when I said if you could see me now, what I did mean was that normally I'm sitting at my desk when we do these. Right now, um, I'm only comfortable on my couch, and I the only place I could put the mic is on a chair. So I'm sitting on the couch and bending over. Um, uh, so I'm kind of making a, a forward bridge shape so that I can speak into the mic. Wow. Mm. Well, you know, in solidarity, I'm sitting on the floor. I'm I'm trying to you know, find, find the pain that you feel and sort of create it for myself. But instead I feel incredible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm back in New York. Did you notice? Oh wait, I didn't know that. Yeah. This is New York. Oh wow. I guess it is New York. Congratulations. I literally wasn't even going to invite you to my birthday party because I didn't think you were in New York. (laughs) That is absurd. You always would have been awkward. (laughs) Awkward turtle. I mean, that literally would have been awkward turtle. That would have been crazy. But then imagine the episode afterwards of us dealing with the aftermath of me not inviting you to my birthday party. I mean, it's good TV. It really would be awkward, awkward turtle if I had a birthday party and didn't invite you. And then I was like, and I like, like, when are we recording next? And you were like, I can see that you're at the park. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. You're having a core B day. I guess so. I mean, I haven't decided yet and I should. It's in a week. But I also like. I don't know. I guess I guess having a park thing is is not depressing. I think anything else is depressing. Yeah, my birthday was really depressing. I think that's actually part of why I was in a bad mood last episode, because my birthday was the day before and it was just kind of inherently depressing. What did you do? I was home. Right. And I went to uh, swim in the lake. And that Mm. was what I did. And I finished my book. Oh, I thought for a second you that like, you meant you were you finished writing a book. I was like, oh God my. damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Not okay. now, damn. <laughs> okay, <laughs> don't brag about finishing writing a book right you now. You know, I can tell um, the mental state you're in when you assume I finished written, <laughs> writing a book. <laughs> that is such a leap that it really is more of a peek into sort of your psyche right now. Well, don't you feel like we increasingly you hear people saying I finished my book and it means they finished writing it, and you're like, shut up. Uh, honey, writing a book? I'm trying to finish reading one. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's actually hard to read a book too, and people don't give you enough credit. No, I should get. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people who write books don't read them, and I can tell based on the things I've read. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Ugh. Um. Well, I also want to talk about one thing that has been incredible, and we always knew when we started a podcast. We did is that this would inherently shift the culture in huge ways. Yeah, shift is even too narrow of a term because I think <laughs> it's it's more of a constant uh, Simon Says situation where we say something and then culture follows. It's not, it's not one shift. It's not like, oh, that was the cultural reset and then we kept going. It's like every time we open our mouths, something happens. It's absurd at this point. 
Let's run through at this them. Point, at this point, honestly, find something new, culture. <laughs> Stop uh, copying us. We are just so, trying yeah. to do a podcast that we love. We literally all we just want to speak. And sometimes the things we break, the things we speak into existence, we don't even want. We just made a joke. We just we're just joking, sort of. We're literally JKing, JK Rowling, JK Rowling, who we love. Rowling. <laughs> yeah, I love JK Rowling. Um, um, JK, but JK, uh, <laughs> we don't. But, but but here are okay. Let's let's take them one by one. I do think the first the first time I saw it, yeah, Sarah Highland. Sarah Highland. We talked about Sarah. First of all, not only did we talk about her, but during the IO Debris episode, she came um and actually guested for around three minutes <laughs> yeah she was on the pod she was a, one of our secret guests our drop one of our secret we didn't even include her in the in the episode description and then that week of all people she was a guest judge on rupaul's drag race all stars five and what's crazy is i remember you brought up the use of the name sarah highland and it was mm. kind of another allison roman situation where i was yeah. like i have no idea who this well, is you rarely know the names of women they all sound you have, the same. You have face blindness, but just for women's names. <laughs> but you said it, and I was—I I just said, just run with it. Improv, you know, yes, right. and. Um, and so I... Well, who did you think I was talking about? Spill it. I thought you were talking about the mom on Modern Family. Julie Bowen. Julie Bowen. Who famously dated Tucker Carlson? Yeah, like in high school or something? No, I think like recently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn weird i'm not gonna fact check that but i'm gonna stand by it okay <laughs> i love that fact so we mentioned sarah highland and then the next week she's guest judging on drag race okay one fine that's one that's okay that's a coincidence i'm not that's a coincidence i'm not you know saying anything bold yet let's do let's do the third one second because that's because then we're gonna end with the most impressive one of course of course okay so second thing who who is the guest judge on this week's RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars Five? But BB Rexa, who we spoke about in we spoke about extensively in the Max Wittard episode, and maybe in other episodes, probably not. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, you know, who is out there talking about BB Rexa? No one, only us. So the fact that we talked about her, and then a few months later, here she is well, on I think television. It's like- it's like, you know, Drag Race, I feel like it's, th- there's a, um, not bottleneck effect. What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like, it starts at the fringes of, like, what's considered mainstream gay culture starts at the fringes, which is, of course, podcasts. And so when we, and there is someone, one of the producers at RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is listening to, you know, Stradio Lab. They are going to the DIY clubs. They are going to the secret basement quarantine orgies. All of this very kind of punk rock diy queer culture that that you know maybe is too sick and dirty and twisted for most audiences they're going there and they're saying what's on the come up what are gay people on the fringes talking about and sure enough it's sarah highland and bb rexa (laughs) and so you know at this point it's weird i mean okay the 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 the, the bb rexa thing it's like all right fine it's been a couple of weeks but the sarah highland thing to talk about her that episode and then have her go on drag race clearly on speed that week (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely and then number three and this is a huge one i bravely came out about wanting to watch chuck and larry 
have sex in the film. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. I, I, I gave a call to our listeners to please put together some sort of, I don't know, deep fake sex scene. I don't care. I just want to see it. And then it's put on Netflix, not a week later. And then it rises to the top of the charts. <laughs> And people, the way we're speaking right now makes it seem like we're joking. This is not a joke. <laughs> this is crazy. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry st- is like trending on Netflix. And a movie that is, by all means, should be banished. It should right. be It should be illegal. They should give the last DVD to you so you can <laughs> live out your little sick and twisted fantasy. And then they should banish it from everyone else. Yeah, because I want it for good reasons. Yeah, you wanted for porn. <laughs> but then and then it's fun. and then people were posting takes that were like it's like like we don't actually need to go into why the movie is problematic. You know what I mean? There were people that were like, right. "Um, okay, this is trending on Netflix. Miss me with that homophobia." <laughs> Actually, we don't need to like analyze it. Everyone's on board with the fact that I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry is not like advancing the cause. (laughs) I love that. I think um, some people are so dumb sometimes. It's Mm -hmm. really crazy. It's like just uh, this movie's this movie's so bad that it's yeah. You don't you're not doing social justice when you tweet about how it's bad. Yeah, that's like tweeting about like not eating shit every single day it's like yeah duh yeah miss me with that <laughs> eating shit every day <laughs> not nutritious not good for you doesn't not even taste nutritious, good. not good for you and not ethically sourced unless you're making your own that's right <laughs> plug ben mow me for my poop <laughs> well um well anyway so, so yeah so yeah here's the thing have you had any desire to rewatch it now that it's on netflix um, I mean, I, I am curious. I never oh, saw it. I never saw it. You did it? it? No, I always wanted to see it. Because oh my I God. To see it. <laughs> sex. I can't believe after all of this, you've never seen it. Yeah, it's the one that got away for sure. I, I mean, I'm going to watch it at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to. I have to. I mean, I, I, since we've talked about it, I've watched the trailer a few times. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm kind well, of like wonder, ready for it. You know, I do wonder what our next thing that we've predicted will be. Like, I'm trying to think back to what was our last episode before this, the Eudora app. Do you think they will start um, changing the rules to sports so that only tall and <laughs> wide people get medals? I mean, I think they already are. Like, we're seeing that sports are not sustainable in the COVID era. They're going to wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is true. Measuring height and width is something you can do via Zoom. So like that would actually be a good way to replace sports in the COVID era. It would be so good. And, you know, if you could just hide all those facts from the Internet and then have people sort of guess Mm -hmm. and, and then we actually measure them. And there could be sort of a game about like putting things to scale next to them to like give people hints on how tall they will be. It could be fun. I would, wait. Anyway, sports are being canceled, and that is our influence. <laughs> yeah, that is our fourth and final influence. Um, well, this is very WTF how we're doing this, where yeah. um, you know, we recorded this little intro sort of separately, sort of uh, taking away that general natural flow. But um, and when it ends, we're gonna go right into Julia, and it's gonna be jarring. It's gonna be immediate. Yeah, she'll probably reference things that we said in the normal intro. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> it won't make any sense. And honestly, we're not going to cut that out. I don't. I already told Sam I'm still recovering from surgery, so I can't edit a podcast. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like trying to do an audition, and I'm like bad at them, so I don't really yeah. have much time. I wish we could talk about your audition, but unfortunately, you signed 13 NDAs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's just say Sam has to do a dramatic monologue. Let's just say uh, auditions are just my way to give casting directors a little bit of blackmail material every single day. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing to audition for stuff for years and never get any of them. It's sort of like, why are we doing this? No, you can't ask that. I mean, like, please send me more. I love just talking. talking We're doing talking. it for the experience. Ugh, I love doing things for experience. I When I start getting paid for things, I'm going to quit. That's selling out. Uh, anyway, um, if anyone wants to cast me on high maintenance or even search party, I know technically I'm not on those shows, but technically I could be a recurring character from season one even. Yeah. <laughs> and if anyone wants to cast me on HBO's Girls season three, I want to say, um, I'm more than willing. I mean, I'll just I'll give my jacket so that Ray can sit on it if that's what yeah. is needed. If anyone wants to put me, I want to be in uh, season two, I think maybe season three, the Beach House episode of Girls. I think I would fit mm-hmm. in really well. That's there. a great one. You can play one of the gay guys. They can just edit you in. They can and I would like just to play um, Carrie Russell's part in The Americans. <laughs> so if anyone has any connections over at FXX. And, you know, while we're doing this, if anyone could just edit together a quick little um, scene of Chuck and Larry having sex with each other, I think that would be actually really helpful for our nation. And it would solve all the homophobia of the first edition of the film. Yes. And speaking of homophobia, I think that um, I should be uh, in that show. Um, <clears throat> uh, I think I should play Issa Rae in Insecure. And I'm not going to say anything more <laughs> about that. Okay. Case closed. Um, I guess we should start our real podcast now. Okay. Well, here we go. Bye. Bye. And hello. <laughs> Please give a warm. Stradio Lab. Stradio Lab. Welcome. welcome. To the one and only Julia Clark. Julia Clark. Julia Clark. Julia Clark. Oh. oh, bonjour. Bonjour. Je m'appelle. Je m'appelle. What if we just started saying French phrases but like incorrectly? Bon like appétit. Like... Julia, je m'appelle. Je m'appelle. My dad does that. Oui. My dad does that for real. He just says la bibliothèque. <laughs> <laughs> Ordinator. (laughs) You know, speaking, I feel like I actually read a lot about your dad on Twitter. You post about your dad, right? I think your dad is straight culture. Oh. But he also is gay culture. Okay, yeah. I mean, the the debate rages on. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, my dad is, you know... Uh, two things can be true at the mm. same time. I think if we've Absolutely. if we've learned anything, it, it's that, and it is that my dad is, in so many ways, straight culture. Um, in that he is a fierce devotee of New Balance sneakers and mm. um, living in the greater Boston area. I was about to say, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, municipal government and things like that. But also, mm. um, he is obsessed with Bette Midler, has seen her live multiple times. 
um, cries. He calls Lady Gaga Stephanie. He sure does. He calls her Stephanie like they are on a first name basis. Um, was like so moved by her Super Bowl halftime show and her mm-hmm. documentary Five Foot Two. Of course, he watched. Um, <laughs> and he also watched the Katy Perry docu- documentary. Um, and he cried in the scene where Russell Brand divorces her over the phone. Um, I mean, wow. that's an incredible documentary. <laughs> That's like okay, that's now, like true cinema. Like wow, now you really woke Sam. Up. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah. I mean, my dad. He loves a musical. He loves. He just. He loves all the gay icons. Um. Mm-hmm. I feel. Does he? Does he ever read your Twitter and be like, "What the hell, Julia? Like, I'm pissed off. Stop <laughs> tweeting about me." <laughs> no, my dad is very much of the "all press is good press" mentality, mm. and he every time I'm like, "I had a tweet go viral about you about this thing that you do that is bad," he's like, "Ah, what a what a funny thing!" <laughs> oh, wow, I love and that. That is the end of our segment. Julia is your dad mad at you. The all press is good press is how I feel about um, podcasts. Where yes. It's like, sure, I'm not being funny up top, but all <laughs> podcasts are podcasts. <laughs> I think, yeah, all press is good press is also the case when you are the one putting out the press yeah. and no one's picking it <laughs> right. up. Right. Which, and by extension, that means kind of just talking in general is inherently good. Yes. Yeah. Making noise, clamoring, if you will. It all counts. Yes. If you are not making noise, you're not paying attention. <laughs> if there's two things we should all be doing, it's making noise and taking up space. Yes, yes. Talk more. Listen less. I've got, yes, thank you. Especially in this moment. In this climate, if you're not just yelling into the void, you're not I doing mean, it, right? You're as, not an ally. As three, no. as three white people, absolutely. <laughs> yes. If we're not... If we're not speaking loudly, if we're not uh, listening as little as possible, we're not doing our job as allies. That is so right. Sometimes true. I, I listen. Sometimes I listen, and I'm like, "Oh my god, you're getting complacent." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'll pause and just sort of reflect, and I'm like, "This is the problem." One of the I'm most the dangerous things you can do is reflect. <laughs> I don't recommend it. Because when you're no. reflecting, that's time when you could be telling someone how they should be doing stuff right, better. Right, right. Exactly. Why, uh, reflecting, it's so, it's so, it, it, I would say it's reactionary. No, I think it's violent. I, mean, I think like, it's violent. Are you a mirror? I think it's violent. Vi- oh, oh, 100%. Physically so. Yeah. Often yeah. people get hurt. And that's, I mean, literally, like, silence is violence. Like, that's a real phrase. Silence is violence. That's why you never can reflect. And you know what? Or, you know, consider your own actions. That's what yeah. nobody's talking about. That's no what nobody's talking about. about. And that is it's perpetuating the cycle of violence. <laughs> This is crazy. We actually cut the whole intro. We found something funny. Cut the cameras, dead ass. <laughs> wow. Period. On Twitter once. Period. Truly. Uh. I do love. You know, there are. I have to say, so much of um, meme culture is is a stain on society. Mm-hmm. But there are a couple of things, and cut the cameras, dead ass is one of them that I do really enjoy. <laughs> Another one that I enjoy is when people ha- post that video of Michelle Obama where she's like, um, "Hey, Queen, you have done it again, <laughs> constantly raising the bar for us all." <laughs> yeah, I, love I have that on one multiple too. occasions just commented that on like a female singer's tweet. <laughs> George, you just did my favorite thing, which is when you pronounce the a hard, a hard G, G in a hard G. Singer. Really? Singer. Yeah. What do I have? What do, how do you say? Sinner? Singer. 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 Huh. What about finger? No, finger, finger. is... You do, you do pronounce the hard G in finger. Wow. Like, to me, when someone says, like, 
A great reminder that English is my second language and my immigration story is universal. I love when people say singer because to me it implies like someone in the Midwest who like is like going on a reality show to like make their dreams come true. And they're like, mm. I just always wanted to be a singer. Right. And that's oh, wow. um, kind of, that's what I love. Wow, that's totally not what I'm like. Well. <laughs> is that what you guys think of me? No, no. No. No, 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 no. no. Ugh. Um, okay, wait. This is feeling like very collegiate right now. This whole, the pod to me is feeling so college, right? Why? Like, I feel like you guys are like really college. Like, right mm. now, I feel like I'm in some sort of discussion. Like, would that well, be. Well, Julia did use the phrase municipal government. <laughs> and I think that's where the tone really changed. I think I also identify both of you as um, smart. Wrong. And that's that's where you're wrong, it, and that is. is that wrong? I, do cons- I do consider Julia smart. No, I. Well, Julia is someone who knows about the government, which I'm. No offense, Julia. You know, I don't want to place any labels on you, but that is a very straight quality that you. Have. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's um. It's actually it was on my list of of pitches for for the show mm-hmm. of what my angle of straight culture would be, but. Yeah, well, Julia's one of those people where like you know how there are certain things we've all agreed we don't really know how they work, <laughs> and you'll be like. Uh, yeah, but like no one knows. And then Julia would be like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's toxic. <laughs> well, Julia, but you don't you don't see yourself as smart. No, not in the way that George is, that I would see oh, someone like George please. as smart. But we, I mean, George and I go back and forth. That's true. About this all the time. And it's usually just me conclusively saying, it's George. George conclusively has best okay. Okay. Well, oh, conclusive. I mean, Uh-oh. she made tenure. Uh oh. Yeah. I. I mean, yeah. George and I famously worked at the same university for uh, that's right an did. illustrious period of time. Um, yeah. At very, Harvard. At very different positions. No, Sam. Not every university is a Harvard. Uh... <laughs> Um, and and I was a janitor with a secret and oh my god that's right <laughs> and I was played by Minnie Driver um, no but we had very different positions and I feel like um, yeah I don't want to put George on the spot but he's very smart no you don't know you you're no it's he's okay. very smart and um, I constantly feel mm, just dwarfed by his by his uh, cultural references and his ability to well but i think this is a symptom of something else julia if i were to psychoanalyze you right Please now do. which is that i feel like the things you know you consider obvious and then the things other people know you consider like huge accomplishments that they know them okay do you know what i, I mean? really don't want you to speak truth rebuttal in... i don't want you to speak truth into my life right now <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry that was the one rule you told that us was not to speak truth into your life <laughs> and um i feel attacked and um, I will wow. not. I will not be reflecting on this. Okay. No. Okay. Good. Don't. Yeah. We got dangerously close to reflecting. <laughs> <laughs> so wait. Um, should we maybe go into straight shooters? Wait. Would that be crazy? I mean, it would be a little crazy. What do you think? I feel like we're like flying through this podcast. Like we're gonna be yeah. done before lunch. I mean, you guys. I, mean... You, I get it. You guys just want to like get me out of here, but <laughs> no, no. If anything, it's the opposite. It's that I want to get to our topic, so I want to get everything else out of the oh, way. Wow. Well, but Sam, I mean, if you have any other ideas, please be my guest. <laughs> 
Okay, you're attacking me today. I am on trial. You are just take the debate debate cap off for one second. I, I no, it's true. It, no, once it's on, it can't come off. Um, sure, we can do, do street shooters. Like, what's the like debate? Debate culture is also like a huge straight thing. I, feel. I was going to say that. Um, w- well, because it's yeah. like. Pe- like the Ben Shapiro style where it's yeah. like, come debate me. Like you cowards, right. debate me. Well, it's also just like, I do think debating is like a useful skill, but when you kind of fetishize the act of debating over like having an opinion, like when you're just assigned an opinion and you're like, okay, now debate that. then that kind of like cheapens the idea of opinions. Do you want to know something it's crazy? Like, oh, what? I hate debate like more than anything on earth. That makes sense. Does I mean, it? Listen, Ultimately, I do, too. I think I, I theoretically do hate debate more than anything else. And I think all it does is breed little reactionary dumbasses. <laughs> but at the same time, has it shaped every fiber of my being? Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't stand it. It's like just we should all be able to be able to. We got to let's agree. Let's like find the thing that is true. Drives me right, crazy. Or let's disagree and be OK with that. Or disagree. And that's fine. Yeah. Well, I, I but isn't debate. but isn't that actually like I I was never in I mean I don't even think we had a speech and debate team in my high school but isn't that kind of the spirit of debate is that like we disagree but both sides are worth hearing. I know, which I guess is equally toxic. Yeah. huh? that's toxic. It's very both sides culture. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing with both sides is that the two sides are either both sides can be good or both sides cannot be good Mm -hmm. and the issue is determining when the first is true and when the second is true Mm -hmm. because some disagreements are healthy and some are unhealthy oh my god okay i'm (laughs) lost i'm well i just won that debate i mean brene brown order in the court (laughs) brene brown move to the side please i (laughs) wow you know, in college, I tried to, like, audition for, like, this, like, society. Because I was like, I want to be pretentious. Like, I'm smart. I read. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like... I love that that being the driving factor. Like, wait, I want to be pretentious. Where can I audition? <laughs> Truly. And they were like, we hold a, we hold auditions all week. You, like, come to this, like, dorm. And you, like, sit down at a table with, like, four other people. And you debate. And I was like, oh, oh who cares? Like, I'll riff. I'll, I'm... I'm smart. Let me go. Oh, it's like a it's like a salon almost, like a mm, exactly. interesting. And I like sit down and I they're like, "So, what do you do at the college?" And I'm like, "I do improv." And they're like <laughs> And they were like, "Oh, so okay, so um like do you actually think like that's an art? Like how is that helpful in any way?" And I was like, "Well, it's help- it's like you know, it's useful and this 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 this." And they were like, "Oh, so but like like their debating was so stupid that, but it like still made me lose immediately. Like I got angry. Oh my god, were they trying to debate you about whether improv was good or bad? Yeah. I mean, that well, is I mean, that the is the is, only debate worth having, I think. That's true. That's but it true. didn't even t- But it's also like if I and I will never defend improv, but like you're a debater and you're trying to tell me improv is bad? Right. Like your whole thing the is debate. Thing was, like chill yeah. out. Also, I think improv is fine. I just think it's the improv industrial complex that is bad. Yeah, which I guess you could also say about debate. <laughs> a lot okay. of people, a lot of people assume sh- that I did debate uh-huh. in high school because my personality is bad. But yeah, no. <laughs> um, 
But the thing but is, I did I could. I mean, I could obviously see you doing debate in high school, but I also do think. To, I mean, in regards to like your belief that you are somehow less smart than you are, I do think if you had done debate, you would have developed more of a, a, a narcissist. A, a narcissistic personality disorder in which you would not feel like you were not smart. Oh okay. my god! And and that alternate universe me would have been so powerful. I think we can all <laughs> absolutely. Agree. I mean, you would have literally been present. <laughs> okay, is debate or stand up comedy worse? Oh god, Ooh. that's tough because stand up is more fascist because it's mm. literally just you on a microphone talking to an audience. And then debate is like neoliberal because it's like two people performing a debate, but then like no one implicated in the issues has any say in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm a genius. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, so so here's the thing. It's like mm. debate is McKinsey. Right. Stand up is Gilead Pharmaceuticals. Right. Wait, what's McKinsey? It's consulting. Oh, okay. I knew that. I'm it's a like a consulting firm that um, Buttigieg was in. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Pete Buttigieg is, was on my list of um, topics that are straight culture. Oh, that's a great topic. <laughs> that is a good topic. Do you, okay. So, yeah, go ahead. But do him and Chastin, like, actually have sex? No. I don't, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I think that I... They're both so sexless to me in different ways. Mm, yeah. Like, Chasen Well, Julia, is... you have that iconic joke that Pete Buttigieg thinks the invisible hand of the market threw the first brick at Stonewall. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, George. Um, yes, I, I mean, he is true like he is a straight person's dream of a gay person. Like, yeah. not... And I shouldn't say any straight... Like... Like a straight a, father. A straight, like, like, octogenarian father. Yeah. Right. Like. Okay, back to your dad. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, does your dad love Pete? No, who does my... I mean, my dad voted for Bernie, um, but... <sighs> no fair. I, but it took some convincing. Oh, my God. I, like, I have to talk to him about this stuff every single day of my life. It's a full-time job. Yeah, well, mission accomplished. Bernie's president. Bernie's president. <laughs> so I think... I think... I, you know, I push the revolution over the finish line, and we can yeah, all agree. Uh, could you, uh, uh, you know, there okay, was a point. Sam? There was a point where it was like, oh, he's gonna win. This is gonna be incredible. But oh yeah. We, I mean, I'll never forget when Stupid Love leaked. <laughs> oh my God, not this again. <laughs> and I really thought, okay, this is it. This is the big turning moment in our lives. Yeah, well, Bernie is very much like Tanache in that way, in that you always think it's about to happen, and then it never does. I feel bad for her a little. I do, too, but you know what? I liked the, that last album, though. No, I love Yeah. Who is yeah, she? No, she... <laughs> and, she's and a there singer. We, there you have it, folks. A she's singer. A, she's a sinner. Sinner. <laughs> do you think she could be a good VP? <laughs> Depends on what her debate skills are like. I guess that's true. <laughs> is Tanache more debate or improv? <laughs> mm. I think Tanache is actually more improv, but the label is more debate, and that's why she hasn't been able to like break through. I think she's like, like one of those Instagram choreographers where it's like, okay, like I like this, but like, what are we gonna do with it? Yeah, you're right. That's exactly <laughs> what she is. Great. Well, that, that's well, we all should, figured later out. we should play a game where we figure out if someone is improv or debate. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Wait, Wait. So Pete is Pete improv or debate? Pete's debate. Debate. Is and Chaston is Chaston improv. is improv. Yeah. I mean, okay. It's clear. In every gay couple, in every gay in couple, there is there is improv Wait, and debate. Do you think to be in a healthy relationship, one of the pe- healthy non-poly relationship, I want to be inclusive. One of the people needs to be debate, and one needs to be improv. Or can you have improv, improv, and debate, debate? I think, I think you can have. Um, I think you can have those uh, improv, improv, debate, debate relationships, and I'm sure they would be very happy with each other, but they would both be insufferable to everyone else. Yeah, you need the balance. Yeah, the balance is key. Wait, not to be like one of those like, who are you fucking pods? But like, Julia, do you are you dating someone? No, I haven't had sex since March. <laughs> <laughs> And that was our segment. When was the last time you had sex? Yeah, I. Wow, I. It, I mean, and I do think that it's it's violence when any of my friends are getting laid um, during quarantine, and I'm not. Um, but that's... it really is one of the starkest markers of inequality in our society. Yeah. Like who is fucking, who's and, fucking, not fucking and who's in not? Absolutely. I also don't. You think that there's a lot of secret fucking happening? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do, and I want to do some of it, and I can't. <laughs> Well, <laughs> listeners, this is the Julia Claire challenge. Let's. I mean, honestly, Julia, now that both of your roommates have moved out, you can literally like invite people over and social distance with them. Other than the fucking. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, you could like hold interviews and stuff to see who you want to fuck now. Right. Okay. Maybe we'll do a reality show. That's what I want. Yeah. That's yeah. why I came on here. <laughs> so Julia or I guess Sam are you debate or improv in your relationship I unfortunately think I am improv right yeah you are mm-hmm. but I don't know if I would identify Misha as debate like is there a third category I know that's the thing like I, I think I'm more debate than he is but you I wouldn't are... identify him as improv you think you're more debate than he is interesting you think you have stronger opinions than he does? I think I have stronger opinions, and I feel like I'm, like, always talking really serious to him. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I can talk about, like, who I want to have sex with, but I can't talk about when like, I'm serious? For people that know you only from our podcast, it is very funny to for you to then, like, stop recording and then go to Misha and be like, Misha, we need to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you so you both are in relationships? Correct. Yes. Okay. So, wow. You know, well, the, <laughs> well the, George, who, wow, you. <laughs> who in your relationship is more improv and more debate? Me? That's the thing. Here's what I'm realizing, honestly, more and more, is that I actually don't think this is a good framework for discussing relationships. It really seemed ironclad at the beginning. I don't know. I know. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I was like, it. this is the smartest thing I've ever said. You know, this I is because I do. I do think uh, both me and my boyfriend are more are varying levels of debate rather yeah. than improv. Well, we took a theory and we tested it in the real world and proved it to be false. Mm-hmm. And that is science. I mean, you have to take a <laughs> hypo- hypothesis and then sometimes it's false. And just because it's false doesn't mean it's not science. If anything, no, it's like more science. Yeah. It's even more. If you can prove something is false, that's science, babe. Loosen up. Oh, my God. When you say something and then it turns out to be false, that's science. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of science, I think we should go right into our very scientific first segment, Straight Shooters. I think we should as well. Um, now, Julia, as you know, you've listened to the pod in the past. Mm-hmm. This is the segment in which we gauge your relationship with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of rapid fire questions. You have to pick 
A or B. And the one rule is that you can't ask us ever any cl- clarifications mm-hmm. on how this works. Mm-hmm. All right. Got it. Great. Should we start then? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, Julia, 99 bottles of beer on the wall or 100 gex? <laughs> I don't know what a gex is. Iconic answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> Julia, recycling or composting? Um, recycling. Okay, Julia, Allstate, State Farm, or Police State? Allstate, State Farm being the same, it being one of the... Julia, you're not allowed to ask you're questions. You're right, you're right. Um, <laughs> I will say, I mean... They're both equally violent, but I will say uh, Allstate State Farm. Okay. Okay. Cancel culture or Western culture at large? <laughs> this is uh, this is hard because um, what I didn't reveal at the beginning is that my dad is actually Jordan Peterson. And... Um... <laughs> wow, that really changes how adorable I find it that he likes Lady Gaga. <laughs> um... God. Um, I'll say it. Western culture writ large. Mm, wow. wow. Toxic. Um, Julia, they're taking the hobbits to Isengard, or <laughs> what's the elvish word for friend? Uh, what's the elvish word for friend? Okay. Belloc. Julia. <laughs> okay. A really on-the-nose New Yorker cover, or a fashion photo shoot that makes you go, okay, we get it. <laughs> Um, definitely a really on-the-nose New Yorker cover. Great. Love that. Um, my dad is my best friend, or my wife is my best friend? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Uh, my wife is my best friend. Okay. Um, having a right earring symbolizing homosexuality, or having a left earring, which according to my grandmother means you are a drug addict. Um, I'm left. I'm left-handed, so I'm going to say left earring. Okay. Wow. wow. Incredible. And now we have to um, rate you on a scale of one to one thousand doves. Sam, what do you think? <laughs> I think um, two hundred and forty-seven doves. That's exactly wow. right. That's so low. Yeah, that's well, a good thing. It's not a linear scale, but it is a bad score. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in some ways it's like golf, where the lower score is better, but in other ways it's not like that at all, and you really want to get a better score. Yeah, golf is is the ultimate straight culture. Oh my god, I That's can't even. That's true. I literally like you know how people. It's almost like this weird thing where like yes, the obvious reaction to golf is that it's bad, but then people are like, actually, it can be, and it's like no, no, shut up. No, because it combines a sport that is terrible with mm. um, improper land use, which is yes. straight <laughs> exactly. culture. Yeah. And that's your biggest pet peeve. It's my biggest, my biggest pet peeve. <laughs> well, cause I'm like, golf courses seem nice. Like I would love to like go for a stroll around a golf course, but like make it a public park. It is just insane that you would occupy a park and then be like, you're arrested. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what golf is to me. Yeah. I can't stop getting arrested on golf courses, and that is mm, yeah, yeah. my well, truth. Well, there should, there should just be, like, one golf course in the world, 
and that right. would, like and it's like okay well that's where people golf on the golf course yeah and it can be a destination it's like disneyland mm-hmm. oh and how fun would that be um so our topic today Wait, but I also am curious as to, because Julia, you said you kind of like were thinking of various different topics. I'd love to know what your shortlist was. Okay, so my shortlist, as I said, Pete Buttigieg at the top. um, Sure, sure. Having having acne. um, Wow. Auntie Annie's pretzels. um, The concept concept of shame. Ooh, yeah. um, And the 2008 financial crisis. Huh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I love that. The 2008 financial crisis? I think that's Do you so think funny. we're in a place right now where that's something we can discuss? Um, you no, know, you but can like, also, that's what makes it beautiful. You can also think of that as like the 2008 financial p- crisis, parentheses, Paul Krugman. Right, yeah. God, I used to really... Th- it, it, it's crazy that he's still going, too. Oh, it, Wait, isn't he, though? I'm sorry to be this person. Who is that? He's an economist that like writes um, for the New York. He like writes opinion columns for the New York mm-hmm. Times, right? And oh he's and he's like he's wrong. He's wrong about a lot. He's wrong about a lot. But you guys didn't he give was, me the, like, s- the syllabus before doing this damn podcast. He's a, I mean, you know how like there's a. I feel like um, some of this happened in 2008, and then some of this happened, you know, in 2016. But there's like a general reckoning of people that were right that it turns out we're wrong. Mm-hmm. I feel like Paul Krugman is like the, the perfect example. Of yeah. That. And Paul Krugman, Nate, JK Rowling, another example. Sure. <laughs> uh, and Nate Silver. Yeah. Nate Silver oh, was like the 2016 sure. version. They keep asking him for his opinion on stuff though. God, he's a, and Nate Silver. It's like, how obsessed are you with numbers? Yeah. I, Nate Silver also is gay, right? Yeah, he is. I remember is when he? I found out it's rules gay, and I was like, "Go off, queen. no!" I didn't know that. Go wow. off, queen. Wait, you didn't know Nate Silver is no, gay? No, I didn't. Wait, Julia, you're the last person to find out people are gay. Did you ever uh, think George was straight when you knew him <laughs> in the past? Um, no. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> Drag him. Um, Never even appeared straight. There's no way around this, Julia. You were definitely wearing boat shoes the first time I met you. Oh yeah, for sure. I I mean I look. You know I've I've done a notes app apology about my my <laughs> his, my history of of wearing boat shoes, um, which is again why I'm an expert on straight culture. And that's why you're here. In fact, we Sam and I did the investigative work and released the photo yep. of you wearing boat shoes. Yep. And then, you know, listen, I understand it was different back then. I mean, this is kind of like it was a different time and culture. Right. I mean, boat shoes didn't have the um, didn't have the connotations they have today. Right. But at the same time, you know, you should have known better. Yeah. Guys, that's ultimately have... something that um, I've had to spend uh, a lot of time praying about. And, yeah. um, and again, I will not be reflecting on it, but I will continue to post very defensive subtweets about it. Good. I have something that I feel like it's important to admit at this point in the mm-hmm. podcast. Admit it. I sort of took part in roughly 2013, 14, the wearing of sort of hipster, ironic boat shoes. And I know now that like hipster, ironic boat shoes are still boat shoes Mm -hmm. and it's never okay, but I did it and I've, I've learned so much since then. And like, I don't have them anymore. 
Sam, ironic boat shoes are not like ironic by phobia. They're serious. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I do think that's also like remember the era of I mean to me this is vampire weekend like ironic you know I love that era oh I mean listen they're maybe Julia's favorite band okay (laughs) unfortunately yes they are my favorite (laughs) (laughs) look I still I'm a yeah whenever I have have seen them I have seen them live like four times I think Mm. I yes that is the most embarrassing thing about me is and when I was like when I was in college I dressed up to go to the concert when I was 19 with my friend Susie we went to shout out to Susie so, shout out to Susie we went to the Meriwether <laughs> Pavilion in Baltimore Maryland um, wow animal collective and um yeah we we dressed up in our our preppiest looks and um, wow. went to the Vampire Weekend concert and it is, guess what, it's the only place that I feel safe dancing as a person with no rhythm um, well, and I know this is probably uh, you're probably uh, heating up with shame mm-hmm. right now but I, I want to console you by saying that liking anything is embarrassing yes, so, that's true, thank you. That's true. <laughs> when people like stuff at all it's Oh, it's sad. Yeah, no, that's no, true. It's really sad. I forget yeah. about that too often, and that's on me. Yeah. No, the most, the healthiest way to go about uh, living your life is to just kind of have an air of complete dismissal at anyone mm-hmm. making an effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so healthy and important, especially right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, one hundred. When someone like attempts something, you have to shame them into silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, should we do our yes. topic? Oh, well, well, but I thought well the, the topic that I settled on is is the suburbs because okay, the yes. suburbs. I love Arcade Fire. Yes, Me I know. Too. I was going to say you can take that literally, or you can take it as the 2010 studio album by Arcade Fire. Do you remember like first seeing Arcade Fire and being like, <laughs> "Well, this is the future." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The future is literally just kind of like various people. I mean, it's literally like 17 people on a stage. One of them is like hopscotch. You know, one of them yeah. is like jumping rope. One of them is like <laughs> banging, banging on a drum. helmet. Yeah. One of them is just kind of like snapping their fingers. I mean, it's just sprawl to mountains beyond mountains. Oh, yeah. I mean, put it put it on the Ooh. damn playlist. I'm in. But yes, oh. I, am, I am an expert on um, the the actual suburbs as I yeah. yeah. Well, the we've all at, at at various points in our lives lived in the suburb. I mean, when I was when my family was still living in the United States, we lived in suburban New Jersey. Truly, like our garage door. <laughs> my parents like were foreign, and they didn't know kind of like this is. I don't want to drag them too much, but you know. A suburban house has, like, a garage door that's usually just, like, plain white, mm-hmm. even though the house can be, like, a fun color, like a blue or a pink or something. Of course. Right? So, we moved into our house, and my parents decided to paint it yellow and green. And normally, you would leave the garage door white, but instead, the garage door was also painted green with yellow squares, like the squares were painted yellow. <laughs> And it was the only house in the entire street that did not have a white garage door. Oh. Were you embarrassed? Were you, did you notice that it was different? Were you? I mean, it was, that's the thing. It was, um, it really did stick out. 
(laughs) (laughs) What was your suburb experience like? Now that I've shared that (laughs) very vulnerable part of myself. Me or Julia? (laughs) Julia, you go first. at the same time now. Okay. Um, So, okay, I grew up in a suburb of Boston, which, Mm. again, is, uh, you know, maybe the, the straightest of of suburbs uh i mean it's true that you know we, it's weird that we've had an episode about denver but not boston yeah yeah i mean i could have i could have also done boston i am you know i'm toxic enough to represent mm. the city yeah. i think <laughs> um but yeah my my hometown is eleven thousand people it's like 90 percent white and mm-hmm. um it is the foundation of um my my dark years in boat shoes i think um you know i rode crew oh my god i whoa the the sport of the town was lacrosse um really dark really i've 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 talked about this publicly before but i one of the like lacrosse was such a traumatic thing for me because it really was one of those things where I was like as soon as I thought I understood American culture like I spent a lot of like the first years living like because we moved here initially when I was in first grade and I spent a lot of the first years like understanding what was going on and then I was like thankfully you know young enough where I didn't I learned English and didn't have an accent and all this stuff but then like there will there would be some like wild cards that would come my way and lacrosse was one of them where I was like a new thing like, I have to learn about lacrosse now like I'm already like 11, you know 12 years old I've literally learned everything like I have a Spider-Man poster in my room and I know who Derek Jeter is and now you need me to learn about lacrosse like it just seemed like it, it seemed like I had done so much work and it's like just further proof that I do not belong here Sam, did you play lacrosse? I did not. I lived in like more rural um, towns, um, so I didn't like. We didn't have like the fancy sports like lacrosse, where in the towns where I lived. But I did remember you have field hockey. L- lacrosse is lacrosse is is mostly it, it is at its its peak of popularity in the Northeast, specifically New England. Totally. Yeah, it's not. Do you know what else I common. feel about things like that? It's like. I feel like I left that behind, you know, when I obviously when we like left America and then in my mind, lacrosse as a concept stop in 2005. And sometimes I remember that it exists and I'm like, that's so crazy. It's so vintage that we're still doing this. You know, I I wear like I thought like maybe like two years ago, maybe three years ago, I was like, it's hot to have like a, a dumb lacrosse penny and wear that to the beach. And I still think it is hot. But I also now think it's a little like, wait. This, like, looks too sincere. Like, people just think I played lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, like, edgy enough to sell the... Well, uh, it's it's because you're, you know, you're so conventionally attractive that people mm. look at you and they say, there's a, there's a, a former lacrosse player. Right. And, and, and that's just not me, you know? Right. And that's, and that's no, that's, like, through no fault of your own. That's just... Well, I get so judged all the time by all these people. They say... Oh, you're so handsome, mm-hmm. and 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 that that hurts because hurts. I on the inside I'm so different, I'm so unique, and I'm yeah. so Brooklyn and alternative. Mm-hmm. But on the outside, <laughs> you know that's the problem <laughs> Megan Fox had. Yeah, 
I'm literally the Megan Fox of alternative You're comedy. You're the yeah. Megan Fox of alternative comedy. And that, honestly, I have to say, sorry, but it does not bode well for you. Yeah. Damn. Well, that that makes sense. I mean, I can feel it. I can feel that you bad know, space coming. I, I'm not going to be, I'm obviously not the first person to say this, but yes, George is your Michael Bay. Mm. <laughs> Whoa. That's right. That is cool. Yeah, you're welcome for in in that I'm giving you this incredible opportunity and yet um as soon as it's over your career is yeah. over. <laughs> and also and also like obviously the verbal abuse, the making you, you know, wash right. his car in a bikini, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, of I'm sorry I did that. That's okay. I I needed the money. Right. Um, <laughs> um my I had friends that lived in the northern suburbs of Chicago that I like kind of lived with for like a summer or two and it was the most fun I've ever had in my whole life and I was like damn like fancy suburbs really are it like everyone has a giant house with a nice ass finished basement their parents are nowhere to be found and when they are around they're bringing home like fancy takeout um I had I had hummus for the first time. It was, it was like being abroad. <laughs> wow. I mean, I will say the idea of a basement, even now saying that, I can feel my muscles relaxing. Oh, yeah. I yes. mean, is there anything more comforting than being like, I'm in the basement? I I'm mean, in the basement. Uh, I'm sitting in the beanbag chair, uh, you know? A house? Also, like, a house with it's multiple like rooms? one of those things, like, so, everything else, you know, there's such a sense of um, stress about, like, uh, you know things being clean and 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 things matching and like the deck and the decor and stuff and then in the basement anything goes anything goes you can have yes you can have a pile of cardboard boxes you can have couches that don't match you can have just like a blanket that has you know a disease on mm -hmm. it it doesn't matter <laughs> mm -hmm. I oh you know I'm I I really don't want anyone to think that I'm uh kind of ironically expressing my love for the suburbs i genuinely love everything about it i <laughs> i it is you know every time i go back it's pure xanax it's just <laughs> i just take me to the the whole foods in dedham massachusetts and i will pass out i will uh, I mean, and you have, and I have, and I will do it again. Um, <laughs> You've been hospitalized many times, so for many times out in the Whole Foods, in the that Dedham full Massa body relax, um, the Dedham, Massachusetts Whole Foods. Um, Your life is just you begging to go to Whole Foods, getting there, and passing out, <laughs> yeah. and then waking up in a hospital and being like, "Should we go to Whole Foods?" God, I've done it again. <laughs> it's like a Groundhog's Day type of situation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, did I pass out in the Dedham Whole Foods again? Um, yeah, I love. Oh God, I love. A, a gazebo just uh, okay a gazebo there's really nothing like that. inject a, a gazebo, gazebo into my veins but i think what people don't talk about is i think gazebos are violently queer oh yeah they're well, they're not for anything i they're, mean that's they're, just, no, they're not. that's kind of like <laughs> the part of my sexuality that i haven't explored yet and i again i don't plan to i don't plan to reflect but um, yes that's really good but that's just gonna be like a locked door that i never really visit no yeah, yeah that, your gazebo yeah. They, we all have our internal gazebo which is the part of us <laughs> that we don't want to deal with and it's just like every suburb is straight but then there's a gazebo and it's like is this suburb by yeah <laughs> right we also did we didn't have a finished basement um we did have some really we still to this day my parents house has like really weird kind of scary murals on the walls of the basement that were there before 
they bought the house and oh my god of what um there's one of it's like it's all these cartoon characters it's really it's like the underdog and winnie the pooh and um snoopy and woodstock from the peanuts it's but they are like horrifyingly big and my parents just (laughs) never painted over it i don't know but yeah our basement is not finished and it's very um i still get scared sometimes when i go home and i have to go down in the basement and i'm the only one in the house still awake i do um run up the stairs really quickly to make sure the that the no basement one, is kind of the opposite no one, of the Whole Foods. Right. So, so to make sure no one grabs my feet. <laughs> you know, Julia, seeing you right now, I'm like, wait, you would be incredible as like the heroine in a horror film. Oh my God, like, thank you. Like you running away from like a killer would be great. That's true. Yeah. Thank you. I Yeah, Julia, have you considered running away from a killer? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually my most popular recurring dream. Um, but... <laughs> It's a call well, you've been preparing. Yeah. Wait, I want to just bring in something to the conversation, which is that for me, you can't separate the suburbs from like m- media depictions of the suburbs, like American beauty. Sure, 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 sure. Like the inherent, like, do you remember when it was considered very radical and subversive to like point out the inherent eeriness of the suburbs? Like, yeah, these people seem happy, but they're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, to bring it back to Arcade Fire, Mm. (laughs) I liked that album, but when it came out, like, hearing the premise is like, well, it's about the suburbs. I was like, cool, like, hot take. Um, But then I was like, okay, I love it. I Yeah, I (laughs) very earnestly loved it and thought it was a hot take. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I I would honestly say that I have to agree. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So I think Arcade Fire, though, is one of those bands where, like, um, kind of like Alt-J where you listen to it and you're like oh my god I'm one of the few people that gets this and then you go to their concert and it's like okay well you know hello Karen hello Farrah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah sorry I hate that I said Karen I didn't mean it in like the meme sense I just like was trying to think of a name oh can I also I don't mean Farrah our friend okay I, I do mean Farrah our friend um, okay yeah Farrah Brooke you're Farrah on black Brooke? girl <laughs> sorry uh, see you Please at retweet. see you at the next arcade fire show. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I mean George, you and I have talked about this, but I am so exhausted by the Karen. Oh my meme. god, I hate it it's so much. It's so hack. Everyone needs to stop. <laughs> okay. The thing with the Karen so this meme segment is, that... is called "How do we feel about the Karen meme?" How Karen... do we feel about the Karen meme? And listen, I'm not gonna. It is literally, it came from, as you said, Julia, it came from like a Dane Cook joke. Mm-hmm. I also feel like That's the people the that are against it are like, Karen? it's hate speech. And I'm like, no, it's not hate speech. It's just hack. It's hack. It's, yeah. It's- also, you can call someone who's like violent, care- like call them like something worse. Yeah. The, the woman who like tried to get the man in Central Park arrested and possibly killed is not a Karen. She is worse than that and i can't think of a better name yeah what's a better name i mean we're like (laughs) that couple that that couple that were like holding guns in their front yard and people were like well this is the ultimate karen and it's like no this is a a psycho yeah like (laughs) 
<laughs> like I Karen is like, can I talk to your manager? Karen's not like, I'm gonna kill a protester. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like that is like something right. else. Karen is literally, can I talk to your manager? Yes. <laughs> Karen is not like death to Antifa. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, it's such a Karen move to be, um, you know, a fascist dictator. Trump is the ultimate Karen. <laughs> oh my God! You actually should tweet that and see what happens. We are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I like so- as an experiment. No, because so many people would earnestly retweet that and be like the ultimate take <laughs> oh my god god uh, is humor dead yes um yeah. sort of i do think internet humor is pretty bad internet humor is definitely dead sp- but then it's like what's it being replaced by tiktok tiktok, TikTok is humor. internet humor i mean i know but you know what i mean <laughs> like is is the twitter brand of internet humor being replaced by just like tiktok well you know this is the issue is that the internet is the only place we can go now. So there is no more in-person humor, really. Well, now that's true. So, Which is why now there literally is no good humor. Yeah, exactly. Right, 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 right. Well, except for this incredible and award-winning podcast. Yes. That's right. Peabody award-winning podcast. Peabody, Peabody award-winning. And what's and the, Pulitzer. the humor? Yeah, Pulitzer. <laughs> and then what's the oh, the Mark Twain award. for humor? The yeah, Mark Twain award. And, I mean, I don't know if you listen to this episode, Julia, but Sam and I have talked about how we won the Presidential Medal of Freedom for Best New Artist in Podcasting. <laughs> yes, of course. During the Obama administration. Yes, yes. And, you know. Yeah. But we were overshadowed because it was the same ceremony that he gave it to Ellen. Right. Who, no notes on Ellen. Perfect. No notes. No, 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 no notes. We all agree. Oh, no. I mean. She's incredible. Great to, great to work with. Great to She's work been with. a really big help. For us, mm-hmm. yeah. a mentor for sure. Yeah. Oh, um, I mean, a mentor. I mean, I would. I wouldn't even say family at mm-hmm. this point. <laughs> yeah. I. I mean, I. I call her mom. <laughs> oh, me too. But is then I call weird? Portia. Portia. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what is the peak suburban decor for you? Ooh. Um. Well, okay. So a dining room that you only use like twice a year. Yes. And a living room that you only sit in once a year. Wait, the dining room thing is so true. Like, how, it's like, what is going on in your head where you're like, okay, we can only use this room that literally has tables and a chair when the prime minister comes over. Okay, you you say that? It's this obsession with, like, having things be, like, distinguishing between casual and formal. People are obsessed with distinguishing between casual and formal. I mean, yeah, you you say that, but I literally would... Mm, cut my wrist right open and bleed out to in order to have a dining room in my life um oh, I, think, I think i love the premise of a dining room actually and having like a special room mm-hmm. but i think the problem is because they use it so rarely the furniture is always really outdated and looks bad and it's like when you're going into people's dining rooms they're like we never eat in here and it's like yeah because the furniture is ugly yeah it's like, <laughs> i mean it, it does Update. go back to to one of the things that really um is like a foundational opposition i have to improper land use um <laughs> oh my god that's so true it's like it starts at home mm-hmm. <laughs> charity so, yeah, charity look, starts improper at home. land use starts at home improper land use starts at home we need to I be mean, looking having inside. a dining room is a slippery slope to golf courses. yes <laughs> that is that's actually very true. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, we would be remiss. Um, I feel we've put golf on blast so much. And I just, I, you know, I, I do hope to both sides of this argument, you eventually mm. get comment from J.P. McDade, who is the 
the steward of of golf. Um, he's yeah, straight straight friend of the pod, JP McDade, <laughs> one of the tallest people I've ever met. Yeah, yeah, he is truly up there as as far as height goes. He is one of the tallest. Um, he does have a toxic devotion to golf in a way that. Um, well, here's the thing with JP McDade. He did used to work in finance. That's true. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. There's so he some... had the like, golf. He had to know, you yeah, know, to stay alive, um, to feel safe. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there. The toxicity of J.P. McDade knows no depths. I think. That oh we yeah, can well, all, he's banned from this podcast. We can all agree about that. He keeps asking you to do it. He says, "Straight culture." I know about that, and I say, "J.P., first of all, stop being so tall." <laughs> You know, Tall Girl on Netflix is actually about J.P. McDade. Oh, my God. He wrote, he ghost wrote it. (laughs) He was like, I want to write about how difficult it is to be a tall man, but people like only like women's stories now because of the PC left. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make it Tall Girl. Mm -hmm. And I read the Tall Man script and it was so really moving. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was actually really happy when that got made. But once again, you know, the woke left just ruins, <laughs> yeah, I mean, ruins like another enough. another creative genius. Wait, the woke I'm dying. Left, all of Hollywood, you know what they do? They buy a script and then they change all the genders to female. <laughs> they, they gender flip. This there's a there people are rabid with gender flipping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's like when when Cheryl Crow covered Sweet Child of Mine and she gender mm. flipped it and it was wrong. <gasps> That, that was wrong. wrong. Cheryl Crow, fall back. Fall back. Girl. You are on blast. You are on blast. Cheryl Crow is not welcome on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I know everyone already made fun of Tall Girl, the movie, but yeah. imagine how much funnier it would be if it were a movie called Tall Guy. That I'm laughing. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. They took JP's idea and they ruined it. <laughs> Tall guy, tall man, and that's like strife. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Come I mean, on. God. And this is the thing: when Genji Kohan met with JP and said, "Listen, I like what you're doing, mm-hmm. but I'm going to need this to be a girl." Mm-hmm. He had to say yes. He had to say yes. Otherwise, will... he'd be canceled. Yeah. <laughs> By the radical left. I By will the say radical it. left. Genji Kohan goes around canceling people for not for writing scripts about men, and I've had enough of it. <laughs> you know, when we made up lies and deceits around Charlie Bardet, I thought, mm. okay, this is fine. You know, yeah. he's my friend. Making totally. up lies and, you know, slandering J.P. McDade on the pod, I don't know him that well. And mm. I cannot help but feel R.S. is going to get sued. By J.P.? Yeah, like he's a part-time lawyer. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean... You know, he looks like he would be litigious, but he ultimately is not. He's just constantly um, eating sodium and tweeting. Wow. Drag him. That's okay. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, yeah, I'm ready for him to sue me. So, JP, have your lawyer call my... JP, please just sue us. Any press is good press at this point. I've actually said I really want to get sued because I Mm -hmm. think the press would be amazing. I think the community would really rally behind me, and I think it would be extremely helpful for my Mm -hmm. um, career. Well, it's one of those things, you know how people um, try to kind of like, you know, trip so they can sue a company for having like unsafe stairs Mm -hmm. or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Um, Like a a slip and fall scheme. Yes. Like I want the opposite of that when someone sues me for publicity. Right. 
Yeah, the the jackass films were just them trying to be able to sue public spaces. Right. That was their whole goal. And they succeeded. And they succeeded. <laughs> that's um, why and uh, that's why this episode we're going to put in all of the Arcade Fire's music every time we mention them, yeah. hoping that they'll sue us um so that we can get some really incredible press. Not just clips, mm-hmm. like the full full tracks, full songs. Full albums. <laughs> <laughs> we'll actually just have the the episode will be first us talking and then when that's over we will play the album from beginning to end mm-hmm. and then release it and it will be like two hours long yeah <laughs> i think that's ultimately wow. what people want oh yeah no definitely our fans have been begging for it <laughs> um okay Sam, is it like time yeah can i ask one more question yeah has this podcast been good yes yeah julia what do you think i love it i i've gone on a spiritual journey Mm. I think, um, you know, both of you are the first people I've spoken to in days. Mm, Um, So there was like a lot to unpack there. And then obviously, you know, talked about my father. Ah, So, yeah, I did Um, come in hot with that. I don't know know what made me do that. So Julia, we're really sorry we asked you about your father, um, especially first up. I didn't even warm up. That was really rough. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Anything else we should apologize for? Um, I'm, you this know, I'm our sure. segment. What should we apologize for? I'm sure there's so much that that you should apologize for. Um, I also need an apology, uh, George. When you assumed I played the cross, that was so hurtful. And I know it's something I deal with every single day. You know, I've gone no. to meetings where they've been like, "You play the cross, right?" And I'd be like, "No." Literally, you know no. what's weird is that there are people who have a condition known as lacrosse face, and you don't even have that. But you, but it's more of an aura that maybe in a in a previous life you did play lacrosse. Because wow. as we know, I mean, you really did live a whole life as a straight man before coming out. Well, and we all did in some ways. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, only a little one. Okay. No, I, I just like, mean a little honestly, life. A little life. A little life is about Sam, about Sam. not playing lacrosse. Yeah. I just mean like you were like sporty. I was sporty. I was a jock. You were a jock and like, uh, but only like non-contact sports, you know, the ones where I could be alone and Oh, reflect. did you like cross mm-hmm. country? I was a cross country. I was Ugh. a track. I was a swimming. Okay. I think we should maybe do our final segment now. Okay. Now that all this, oh my God. The apologies are out one. of the way. Do you have one? Um, Give me like one second. Oh, Let's God. describe what the final segment again. is to Julia. Oh, yeah. The final segment is called shout outs. And it's where we um, shout out t- to something that we like in the spirit of kind of like a TRL shout out on MTV. Um, talking to our listeners and, and just addressing them directly. Um, Do I have to go first? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, uh, we should go first. And we are both blanking on a topic. <laughs> Um, I truly am out of things to say. I can try to go. Oh, I have one. You go. Okay, you go. Okay. Hey, listeners. It's me. I would like to give a quick shout out to Tate's Cookies. That's right. Woo! It's those cookies that you see at every bodega and every supermarket, and you say, they can't be that good. They're everywhere. Well, guess what, bitch? They are that good. And even if you like 
chewy cookies and you say, I don't, this, these are crunchy. I mean, is this a cracker with chocolate chips? What's going on here? You will have a bite and you will say, actually, it's pretty good. And in fact, you think it's, you know, you think you get the chocolate chip ones, ch chocolate chip ones, and um, you like them and you say, well, this is the end of this narrative. No, there's white chocolate hazelnut ones. Or uh, no, white chocolate macadamia nut ones, which I know doesn't sound appealing, but it actually is very good. And also, I have had a full pack of them in the last four days. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Um, I have one that's kind of um related to a previous one. Hmm. Okay. What's up, listeners? Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to that feeling when you finish a book. That's right. Everyone said it wasn't possible, but I finished a book by Ursula K. Lugwin. It Woo! was boring Woo! for the most part, but by the end, it was actually kind of good. And then at the very end, it didn't quite give me the rush I wanted, but I still was glad I read it in the end. And now I am done, and my check is in the mail from the government because I finished. I'm getting my trophy. And it's gonna feel awesome. I love to read. I'm gonna start a new book in a month or two. XOXO, Sam. Woo! Wow, I'm so proud of wow. you. I can't believe you didn't lead with that. Yeah, I, I actually forgot. I think when we started this podcast, I genuinely was brain dead. Mm. Um, and not in like a funny way. Like, I like, no, my, no, it my, felt <laughs> serious. I really couldn't think of anything that had happened to me. And I was also in a bad mood, and I couldn't really explain why because it's not because of anything. Yeah, I'm also in a bad... I, I'm actually in a very bad mood today. And I also <laughs> have had, like, insane dry mouth. Mm. Like, I will literally... I'm, like, truly pouring water down my gullet. And then as soon as it leaves the immediate palate, I get dry again. I keep thinking I have COVID again. I'm doing that now. <laughs> so oh, that's kind really? of where I'm at. I, I got tested again yesterday because I was like, huh, huh, I, I feel it. I feel, and then I'm like, now I feel fine. I feel stupid for getting tested. But whatever. I'm getting a COVID test on Monday. Ugh, I literally, I, this is my third time getting one, and I, like, yelled the whole time. Like, I think <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting worse at it. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm ready. Okay, okay. Julia, go. What's up, listeners? I uh, just want to give a quick shout-out to George's dry mouth. <laughs> he is literally <laughs> pouring water down his gullet, and Woo! there is nothing that can sate his incessant dry mouth. I also want to give a quick shout-out, once again, to the Whole Foods in Dedham, Massachusetts. It is spacious. The, uh, the employees are friendly. It's well organized. Um, I like to go there with my mom. And um, finally, to top it all off, I, I really just want to um, give, give love and praise and respect to going outside, uh, which mm. is something mm -hmm. that you forget about, that you just don't do. And People you, don't talk about you, it. You're not talking about it. You're not hearing the mainstream media say anything. No. And then you go outside again and you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of and that. That's it. Wow. <laughs> um, also, I want to give a quick shout out to Julia's friend, uh, Susie. Um, <laughs> we don't know you, but you were so influential on mm -hmm. our girl right here. And we can absolutely feel that. <laughs> And I want to give a quick shout out to Julia having three different <laughs> shout outs inside her shout out. That's a very Julia thing to do. I want to give a shout out to Stradio Lab for having more shout outs than we've ever had before. This is a shout out heavy episode and that is powerful and beautiful. Wow. And I want to give a shout out to Sam for really <laughs> kicking us off with a really great shout out that made us feel safe enough to then each do another three shout outs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I want to give a quick shout out to, to 
to George for actually going Yay. first, right? Because well, you actually oh my God, went first. Yeah. So I do also want to give a quick shout out to me for still doing this segment, despite the fact that as as fans might not know, every single time we record, I then text Sam, can we please stop doing shout outs because I don't like them? And then he says, no, I think they're fun. And I agree <laughs> with that. They are fun. If you don't think they're fun, debate me, bitch. <laughs> <gasps> Wow, I guess we know who's debating who's yeah. improv in our mm-hmm. relationship. <laughs> well, everyone, thank you for listening. And don't forget to debate someone today. <laughs> uh, yeah, debate the ones you love. It's the only way to mm-hmm. start fights when things are going well. Yes. Start a fight. Start a fight. <laughs> okay, okay, XOXO. Bye. bye. Thanks. Bye.